Uh, we're we're gonna. Um, I, I really appreciate all of you all, all of y'all at home uh, chiming in on your favorite songs. I, I was enjoying uh, just a minute ago uh, looking at, at the different songs that you listed off. And if you haven't done that already, I'd encourage you to engage in the community and just shout out your favorite song, uh, Christian song, secular song, country song. I'll even allow country songs. That's fine. Uh, so so <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Brittany's like, oh, I can't believe you just said that. Uh, we'll even allow country songs. And, uh, and just give us a favorite song. Um, I, I want to take you down a little trip down memory lane. The year is 1986. 1986. Um, not to humble anybody, but I was four years old. I was four uh, years old. Uh, Brittany, uh, our worship director, wasn't even alive. <laughs> 1986. Um, uh, the, the Beastie Boys came out with, a, with, with what would be a, a, a hit rock song uh, that, that became world famous. And, and as soon as I start to say the lyric, you're probably going to know at least the chorus. It goes like this. You got to fight for your right to party. Right? That's how it works. Beastie Boys, 1986. You got to fight for your right to party. Now, um, the, the song is, is all about fighting for something. Right? It, it's about that definition that we talked about in the beginning. This is fighting for something. Uh, th this is trying to, um, to, to solve something or resolve something through some kind of work or effort or struggle, right? That's what it means to fight for your right to party. Um, and the question that we are dealing with today is uh, what? What are you fighting for? And how? How are you fighting for it? Now, don't be fooled by the, um, but by the massively popular and well-known chorus. Um, I, I, as I looked up the lyric, I realized that that party was actually synonymous with let me do whatever I want to do. <laughs> That's basically what it means to party. Um, uh, they aren't fighting for the right to party as much as they're fighting for the right to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. Uh, they're not fighting for the right to party as much as they're fighting for the right not to do things that are boring or that they don't want to do. Um, so, uh, and, and I'm just uh, kind of throwing out the lyrics here so you understand what they mean. Party means not going to school. Uh, party means being allowed to smoke. Um, it, it even means being allowed to look at porn. Uh, party means wearing clothes that you want to wear, having the haircut that you want to have, and listening to your style of music as loud as you want it. Now, these are the things that they say they want to, what, fight for. Fight for your right to party, uh, which is really saying you got to fight for your right to do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. Now, of course, uh, this morning is not about the Beastie Boys. Uh, closer to our topic is politics. And, and as I mentioned earlier, politics often includes a lot of fighting. Uh, fighting for whatever right you think is most important. Uh, fighting for whatever you want and desire most. And again, not in the fist fight kind of way, but, but in the uh, we want to, to fix something or resolve something. And so we're going to put forward this effort. We're going to put forward this struggle. We're going to put forward this work so we can fight for this thing. Here's some examples. Churches right now might be fighting for the right to meet in person and, and, and for the right to speak openly about Jesus. Um, gun owners are going to fight for the right to what? bear arms. 
First responders might be fighting for the right to receive more funding and support so that they can do their very, very difficult jobs. Um, black people might be fighting to end racism. Uh, to, they might be fighting to, to, to be treated just as any other person. Uh, business owners might be fighting for their right uh, to pay lower taxes and, 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 by extension, make more money and have a successful business. Politics includes a lot of fighting for your rights. And, of course, everyone is, is fighting for something different. <laughs> uh, everybody then uh, is, is taking sides. And what ends up happening, right, is we're fighting for this abstract thing out there, and, and we end up fighting against each other in here. And so today, for the next several minutes, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of take a little bit of a journey uh, through the New Testament church. And we're going to see what the New Testament church is fighting for. Now, we've already talked about a couple of things, and I just want to refresh those. We've already talked about how the kingdom of God is the most important kingdom. They certainly fought for that. Uh, we've already talked about how, how, you know, they understood themselves as missionaries, as kingdom of God representatives in the world. They certainly fought for that. But what we're going to look at today is, uh, <clears throat> is that they, they fought for and they proclaimed unity and togetherness over and over and over again. <clears throat> so this might be one of those moments where you want to have a pen and a piece of paper so you can just kind of jot down some of the references that I'm going to throw at you. Uh, I'm going to throw at you a lot of different references here in the next couple of minutes. And, uh, and I just want to invite you to, to write them down and then go and look at them later. So the first one is Acts chapter 4, verse 32. It says this. <coughs> Excuse me. It says this. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. So, so just see this. This is jaw-dropping unity and togetherness. It really is. Uh, I, I mean, uh, the full number, right? This is not a group of 20 or 30. This is after the day of Pentecost. Uh, on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up and he preached a sermon, and, and 3,000 people that day came and said, um, hey, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be changed by Jesus. I want to be on mission with Jesus. And, and just see this, right? They, they added to that number 3,000 every single day. And, and this is the full number, the full number of those who believe were of one heart and soul. It's, this is jaw-dropping unity and togetherness. Um, Acts chapter 6, I don't have a, a particular verse here for you, but, but Acts chapter 6 shows us that they fought for unity. Um, the, the beginning verses of chapter 6, uh, it's like in the first 10 or 11 verses, um, there's all of a sudden division in this incredibly united church. Um, but what happens is uh, there, there's this people group that, that say that they aren't getting the same provision and resources as everybody else is getting. And, and, and what they do is they, they fight for unity. The, the disciples don't gloss over it. They're not like, oh, we're too busy doing all this Jesus stuff and all this pre... No, no they, they take the time to deal with the division, and they appoint seven people to make sure that, that, that everybody gets the, the right and adequate amount of provision and resources. They appoint people to make sure the division ends... And that unity increases and continues. They fight for unity and togetherness. 
Uh, the next stop is Romans 15, verses 5 to 7. Romans 15, verses 5 to 7. It says this. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, And I pray that God will help you all agree with each other the way Christ Jesus wants. Then you will all be joined together, and you will give glory to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ accepted you, so you should accept each other. This will bring glory to God. Now, so just see what he's doing here. Uh, on the one hand, he's declaring it to be true, right? Christ accepted you plural. Christ accepted you all, is what he would have done. And, and, and not just the people in the church in that moment, but, but the people really everywhere, right? Christ accepted you, you all. That means that we're in it together, that we're joined together in unity. But, but he's also fighting for it. We've got to see this, right? He says, and I pray he is fighting on his knees, pleading at the feet of Jesus. I pray that God will help you all agree. I pray that God will help you all agree with each other the way that Christ Jesus wants. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 is the next stop. It says this, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Paul is fighting for unity and togetherness. Um, this church in Corinth was divided. This is the, the story where, where, where they had this group of people over here that was saying, oh, um, this, this teacher and this teaching is best, and we follow him. And, and this other group of people were saying, no, no, this teacher and this teaching were best. And Paul's coming here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and he's saying, stop it. <laughs> he's saying, look, you follow Jesus period. His teaching is best. We're all united under and in his teaching. Uh, Galatians chapter 3 verse 28, this is a great verse. It says this, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Paul is fighting for unity and togetherness. Uh, the story in this church is that they were kind of debating um, who are the true children of Abraham. In other words, they were basically saying, well, who's a real member of this church and who's not? And they had this like group over here that was saying, oh, we are most certainly members of, uh, of, the, uh, of the family of God, and you, nah, maybe not so much, and you, most certainly not, right? That's kind of what they were doing. And so Paul comes along and says, no, 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 you guys are asking the wrong questions. Let's come back and focus on what Jesus has done. Jesus died for the Jew and he died for the Greek. He died for the slave, and he died for the free. He died for the male, and he died for the female. There, we are all one in and under Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4, 4 verse 3 is the next one. It says this, You are joined together with peace through the, through, through the Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. Do all you can to continue together in this way. I love this because this is not just Paul fighting for unity um, and togetherness. This is Paul telling the church in Ephesus, look, you, you fight for this. You strive for this. Do everything that you can. Do everything you possibly can to continue together in this way. Joined together. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 is the next stop. It says, consider. That's a massively important word. It says, consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, but encouraging one another. <clears throat> he says, consider. 
right? Think about it. Take time to think about how you can stir one another up and help each other become more like Christ. Um, consider this. Think about how you can continue to meet together and, and encourage each other um, as brothers and sisters in Christ. What did the New Testament church fight for? <laughs> over and over again, they fought for unity and togetherness. Now, now just see this, right? Unity and togetherness within the church. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, peace and harmony in all of the world. Now, this is unity and togetherness within the church. Uh, they were trying to end divisions within the church walls. Uh, they were trying to help disciples be unified and together with other disciples, right? They fought for and they proclaimed unity over and over and over again. And I want you to see this. Jesus fought for unity as well. We talked about it just a, a minute or two ago with my family. Uh, John chapter 17, uh, the, the pivotal moment is this is the night before he is going to be betrayed and arrested. Now, I mean, like, you know, if Jesus would have said amen at the end of his prayer in chapter 17, uh, it's like right after that, 18 verse 2, right? 18 verse 2, Judas and the guards come to arrest him in the garden. That this is a pivotal moment in the life of Jesus and what's he doing? He's on his knees and he is praying. In the first eight verses, he's praying for himself and about himself. He's praying for his work. He's praying about his relationship to the Heavenly Father. And then in verse 9, he makes an important shift and he begins to pray for his disciples. He says, I'm praying for them, not for the world, but for them, for these 12 men that I've been doing life with the last three years. And what's he pray for? He says, Holy Father, keep them. Now, it doesn't sound like it, but that's fight for language. Uh, that word means to guard or protect somebody or something. He says, Holy Father, keep them in your name so that they may be one. Verse 20, uh, he, he spans the course of time and he begins to pray for us. Uh, us, the church right now in 2020. He, he says, I do not ask for those only, the 12, uh, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Jesus fights for unity and togetherness. He, the, the night before he is betrayed and arrested, he's on his knees fighting at the feet of God, our Father Almighty, for unity and togetherness. So we've just got to ask that question again. What are you fighting for? Um, it, it, it's not bad. I, I don't want you to hear. It, it's not bad uh, for, for us to, to fight for the right to speak openly about Jesus and meet in person. There's nothing wrong with that fight. It's not bad to fight for, for your right to bear arms. It's not bad uh, to fight for better funding and support. It's not bad to fight to end racism. It's not bad to fight for better business. But, but that shouldn't be the main thing that we fight for. And the New Testament example is so clear that we got to fight for unity and togetherness. We don't want political issues and, and our preferences, our wants and our desires to divide us in the church. We want to fight for unity and for togetherness. What do we fight for? We fight for unity and togetherness. How do we fight for it? 
This is pretty interesting. Uh, we go back to the Beastie Boys here, uh, of all things, uh, 1986, uh, 1986 Beastie Boys. Um, the music video for this is very interesting, and, and, and I, I kind of go here cautiously because I, I really, uh, I, I don't encourage you to go and, and look at it. Just, just kind of take my word for it and run with it. Uh, the music video starts with two elderly parents um, telling the, their two sons to be good boys and to not make a mess. Um, the parents leave, they're going to go out for the night, and the nicely dressed proper boys decide to invite friends over for soda and pie, 1986. Um, they, they hope that no one bad shows up at the party. So the party starts and everyone is, is proper and, and they're dressed nicely and, and they're just calmly eating their pies and having casual conversation with, with each other. And then the Beastie Boys show up and they start fighting for their right to party. They start doing whatever they want, whenever they want, to whomever they want to do it. Um, uh, what they're doing, of course, is they're imposing their ideas. They're imposing their sense of fun on everyone else, whether they want it or not. Uh, they start chasing and kissing girls. They, they start fires in the house. They, they bring more troublesome people into the house. They spike the punch. They smash things. And they start a massive pie fight. That's how they fight. And I think if we're honest, it's, it's all too often how, how we fight in the political arena. And it's all too often what we witness of how people fight in the political arena. Um, they, we and, and they impose themselves on others. Uh, we think judgmentally about them and their stances. Uh, we lecture them about what is right. Uh, we try to shout louder, right? We, we, we try to make sure that everyone knows that our way is right and their way is wrong. Jesus fights in a much different way. Uh, he doesn't impose himself. He sacrifices he fights for you and for your salvation with his very life, with his precious blood. He fights for your unity to the Father and your unity with others by laying down his life for you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. Because of Christ, we now have peace. Christ made both Jews and non-Jews one people, they were separated as if they were a wall between them. But Christ broke down that wall of hate by giving his own body. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15. Christ died for all of us. Jesus comes and he links himself to us. He fights in a much different way than the Beastie Boys. He fights in a much different way than what we witness on social media and on TV. He sacrifices. He lays down his life. And, and so now we're, we're, we're kind of confronted, right, with, with two very different ways of fighting. Um, and, and we have to make a choice. And I know you folks uh, over and over again are, are asking, how do we do this practically? How do we actually live this out? And, and so I just, I'm, I'm just going to put two uh, things forward that I, ho I hope are helpful for you. Now, on the one hand, I hope that you just ask yourself these two questions. Um, be before you say something, <laughs> before you post something on social media, uh, before you send 
an email, ask yourself the two questions. What am I fighting for? And, and, and am I fighting in a way that Jesus himself would fight? What am I fighting for? And am I fighting in the same way that Jesus would fight? The second thing is, is to simply practice listening love. There's just nothing better. Practicing listening love to the one person in front of you. Um, it, it changes everything. Now, rather than trying to shout louder and impose our ideas, it, it's so powerful to just go to one person and have a conversation and, and just listen. Let them talk. Let them express themselves. Listening love. We got to fight for unity and for togetherness. Jesus fought for you. He fought for me. He fought for us. We can fight for us in the same ways. Amen? Amen. Lord Jesus, we, uh, we thank you so much for, for who you are and what you did. Uh, you, you fought for us uh, before, before we even knew <laughs> that, that we needed to be fought for. You fought to, to, to unite us and to connect us to you and, and to, the, to the Heavenly Father. You fought to connect us and, and help us be connected to each other. And so we thank you for um, the things that you fought for, that you would find us worthy of fighting for. That's so good. Jesus, we thank you uh, for who you are and all that you have done. We ask, uh, in this very difficult time, in this very difficult season, we're, we're, we're putting our best foot forward. We're, we're trying to do our best to represent you, and, and we're doing our best to hold on to the kingdom of God as the kingdom. But it's so challenging today. And so we just ask that, that, that you would keep these questions in front of us. What are we fighting for? And how can we best fight for that? Now please show us how we can be your hands and your feet in this world around us. In the name of Jesus, all God's people said, amen.